Kevin Stockland is a writer, film producer, and former investment banker. He also wrote and produced We All Fall Down, The American Mortgage Crisis in 2008. It's a documentary on the collapse of the U.S. mortgage finance system, so he knows a few things about how our country runs. And with all this wokeness going on, we thought we'd bring Kevin on and talk about what's happening to our corporations. They're going woke. Budweiser just had the probably a colossal fail because they went woke. We see First Liberty Bank collapsing because they went woke. What's going on with wokeness? Where is this coming from, Kevin? Uh, yeah, well, you know, CEOs and uh, corporate executives are getting pressure from all sorts of different um, places. They're certainly getting them from some of their more radical employees, but there are also uh, external groups and nonprofits that pressure them. And then what we report uh, in our, the, the shadow state is that there are also uh, very large financial institutions that are, are pressuring companies as well to get in line with this whole agenda. What is the shadow state? Tell us about the shadow state. Yeah, well, it's, it speaks to an alternative form of government. And what it is, it's a new alliance of, of governments and corporations that are making decisions about fundamental things like our energy policy, uh, the so-called transition to renewables, also our social policy, whether that's racial uh, justice or um, issues like this. They even throw in things like abortion and gun control. But they're making decisions in corporate boardrooms and getting corporate America on, on board with this agenda. And they're doing things that the government is not allowed to do. So, for example, banks uh, and credit cards surveilling customer purchases of firearms arms and things like this, or censoring Americans, which a lot of the um, big tech companies are doing and social media companies. Um, so engaging in activity that, that uh, governments cannot do, but that these corporations are doing on government's behalf. You know, I just read last week that Kellogg, there's a cereal company that's been in this country since the late 1800s, probably one of the best organize, organized country uh, companies. And now they're being threatened by the Human Rights Council to show that they have uh, achieved DEI goals. This is a serial company that has been profitable. And uh, this is what I'm talking about. Who gives it, who gives the human rights council or the ACLU the power to go in and shake down a corporation and basically do what Jesse Jackson did back in the eighties and nineties, where he was extorting car companies because they weren't selling enough cars to black people in Chicago. How do they get away with this? Who can fight back? The HRC is is one of these um, external organizations that puts tremendous pressure on companies, and they have a rating system where they rate companies according to how compliant they are with these social justice goals. Uh, So if you step out of line um, or you don't do what they want, they are going to hammer you on your ratings and you can expect all sorts of, of, uh, you know, public pressure campaigns that will result from that. And and so this has been effective. It it has not only been Anheuser-Busch, it's been Disney uh, fighting a parent's rights law in Florida. Why would a company that, that has built its reputation on producing family entertainment fight against a parent's rights law and fight for uh, teaching sex ed to kids in kindergarten through third grade. It's crazy, but that was the outcome. Why would a company like Coca-Cola fight a voter ID law in Georgia, which polls across across political affiliation, across races, say that people overwhelmingly support, and yet Coca-Cola fought against this 
and quickly found out that a third of their customers were less likely to buy Coke products as a result of this position. So time and again, we're seeing CEOs cave into these pressure campaigns, even if it costs them customers, even if it hurts their share price, even if it hurts their shareholders. Do you think a lot of these organizations, and I sense that because of social media and there's always that looming threat of the sheer, here's how I think it works. You tell me if I'm wrong, but if, if you're a DEI say human rights advocacy, and you go into a company and you say, we've got an army of Twitter followers that's 10 million deep, and we're going to sick them on you if you don't do what we say. Isn't that what's, that's what's happening? They're using the power of the group voice to try to intimidate these corporations. That, that is happening. And these voices tend to be a minority, but they're a very vocal and a very active minority. And they're to date, these corporations have not been getting any pressure from the other side. They have not. There's not been any cost doing this, and so they tend to uh, basically cave in to whatever is coming from the left. You know, the interesting thing about uh, Bud Light. You know, we've now seen their sales have, have fallen 26 percent since this whole campaign started. Um, and this is not necessarily uh, conservatives, you know, trying to take down the company. This is just people saying we don't want to hear it anymore. You know, we don't want our, our products and our companies to be pushing politics on us. Just make beer or, or just do banking or just produce family entertainment or just make you know fizzy drinks. So they're now starting to pay the price. And, and there may be uh, the beginning of pushback from the other side against these companies, not necessarily demanding that they be conservative, just that they leave politics aside. Well, they do it with the power of the purse. If they don't want to buy your product anymore, guess what? That you have a fiduciary duty to your stockholders to make money. And Bud Light learned the hard way or Anheuser-Busch learned the hard way that there's a greater voice of people who just won't take this anymore. It was highly offensive. I'm just, I'm just dumbfounded. And again, you, you bring up Disney. What do they want? Do they? And we already know that they, they're the the people that have been poison pilled are the people that are coming out of these universities and these Ivy League schools with this advocacy mindset where it's the oppressor versus the oppressed, and they're using and, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it's anti-capitalist first of all, and it's anti-democratic second of all. But again, I'll ask you, how do we stop this? How do we control this? Well, you know, some of it has to do with consumer choice, as we saw with Anheuser-Busch, but we're also seeing other actions at the state level. So, for example, just this week, um, Oklahoma became the latest uh, state that is now boycotting a lot of these, um, you know, so-called woke financial institutions, BlackRock and J.P. Morgan and companies like this. So a number of states, Oklahoma was the latest, but certainly Texas, Florida, West Virginia, um, and a number of others have now come out and said, hey, if you if you are boycotting fossil fuels, if you are working against the fossil fuel industry, well, we have jobs that depend on that. We have people that, that need to you know, be able to get uh, electricity and, and uh, fill their cars up at a reasonable price. So if you're doing that, we're going to boycott you from any state business. And that is spreading now throughout mostly the conservative states, but throughout the U.S. So there's that action being taken. There's also antitrust action, which is starting to heat up. And I think we'll see more of it this spring. Um, It's coming from state attorney generals, but there may also be a congressional action because for companies to get together and meet in these clubs like Climate Action 100 or the World Economic Forum and decide that they're going to unite against the fossil fuel industry or the firearms industry or whatever industry they don't like, 
that is collusion and that is against our our trust our antitrust laws that exist in the United States today and so we may start to be seeing some legal action against these companies and the last thing is that shareholders when these companies are now losing value because they're taking on these controversial campaigns and losing customers over it shareholders are now starting to to stand up and say hey wait a minute you're you're hurting our share price you're hurting us and they may start to bring some actions against CEOs um, are you worried about that this won't end well or that this is going to go on for a long time? By the way, we're talking with Kevin Stockland of the Epoch Times. Are you worried about where this is headed or is it did, did Budweiser burst the bubble? Um, this is far from over and it, it is very worrisome. You have tens of trillions of dollars backing this ESG movement, pushing these companies to go woke. It's being pushed by asset managers who have our money, by the way, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, also very activist state pension funds like CalPERS and CalSTRS in California, New York State, New York City pension funds. And they manage money for other people. And these asset managers are able to use the money, our money that they have control of to to uh, vote the shares of the companies that they own to compel these companies to do what they want. These asset managers that I mentioned are the largest shareholders collectively in 90% of the S&P 500 companies. So they have tremendous power. They also have the Biden administration on their side. The SEC is passing laws to to force companies to um, disclose all of their their CO2 emissions. So it's, it's a government action. It's a corporate action. And the power is tremendous. Um, we are just now, over the past, I would say, 18 months, starting to see pushback at the state level, at the consumer level to some extent, and perhaps even starting up in Congress. But they're late to the game, um, and you know, at this point, I would they're they're pretty much outgunned. Um, you know, but I think at some point, consumers are also going to start getting involved, and voters are going to start getting involved and saying, "Hey, we've had enough." You know, do you think it's possible that all of this wokeism could destroy the American uh, system as we know it? Um, Yes, that is the risk. And it's very antithetical to the American system. So, you know, our system is based on the principle that that companies that they're privately owned and they should, you know, go and and make products and and stay out of politics, that there should not be any alignment between the corporate sector and government. But our system is also set up that we have a voice. We get to vote on policies like energy policy and racial policy and things like this. This whole movement is taking our voice away. It's taking our voice away as voters because we don't get – none of these decisions are made in Congress. There weren't any laws passed on any of this stuff. You know, this is all coming from the corporate side and then from, you know, uh, federal agencies. So we're losing our voice as voters but we're also losing our voice as consumers. We're not going to be able 10 years from now, if the government has their way, to go out and buy an internal internal combustion engine car because these automakers are being forced by EPA regulations effectively to switch to EVs. So it, it is very much antithetical to uh, everything that our country was founded on. Well, it's a to-be-continued. Kevin Stockland will be back, but in the meantime, you can enjoy his, his documentary work on Epoch Times and go to Epoch Times TV. There is also The Shadow State, which is a DVD that's available to you as well. Uh, We've got a big fight ahead, Kevin, and I appreciate you staying on top of it, and I look forward to our next appearance here on uh, the uh, program, Speaking Out America. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And that pretty much wraps it up for this edition of Speaking Out America. Join us online for more of the conversation, speakingoutamerica.com. Until next time, this is JR. Thanks for stopping by.